baby bus. Around the world in eighty days. Episode eleven, Detective Passepartout, Part Two. Thursday, October thirty-one, eighteen seventy-two. The twenty-ninth day of our trip around the world in eighty days. Our ocean liner is sailing through the Strait of Malacca. Hey, let me go! I'm not a stalker. The fat gentleman struggled with every ounce of energy he had. That gentleman is right. The stalker is a heavy-set person. You seem to be the heaviest of us here. If it's not you, then who could it be? And how do you explain the breadcrumbs on your collar? Let him go at once. He's not the stalker. A figure rushed over excitedly, attempting to push the people holding the fat gentleman away. It was none other than the lady who had yelled "stalker" a few moments earlier. That's my husband. We were eating in the dining room just now. That was how he got the breadcrumbs on his collar. What? He's, He's your husband? husband? All at once. Everyone was dumbfounded. When the lady said that, everyone knew that the fat gentleman definitely couldn't be the stalker. They quickly let go of him, totally embarrassed. Oh dear, he's not the stalker. Passepartout was extremely embarrassed, especially when he noticed that everyone was staring at him with a strange expression. He felt his face turn hot. Um. Well,、uh, my mistake. <laughs> At that moment, Passepartout's gaze was directed to the corner of the room. Suddenly, huh? What's this? Passepartout rushed over and picked up something from the floor. A handkerchief. In Passepartout's hand was a white handkerchief. There was a small pattern of the Rangoon printed on the handkerchief. What's so strange about a dirty handkerchief? Passepartout puffed out his chest confidently. This handkerchief proves two things: there are many breadcrumbs stuck to the handkerchief. It's obvious that the stalker used this handkerchief to wipe his mouth. Furthermore, this handkerchief is a gift the ocean liner gave only to first-class passengers, so the stalker is a first-class passenger. The guests looked around, obviously looking at the first-class passengers among them. Passepartout walked up to an older, well-dressed gentleman. Sir, I remember you are a first-class passenger staying next to my master. What? The old man looked confused, shouting at the top of his voice. Apparently, he didn't catch what Passepartout was saying. Passepartout waved the handkerchief in his hand. Is this handkerchief yours? Hand what? I said hand. Oh, hand stiff. Yes, my hand is sometimes stiff. Not only my hand, sometimes my leg, my back. <laughs> Sir, not hand stiff. I said handkerchief. What stiff? Hand stiff. Oh no, it's handkerchief. Hand what? Ah, ugly. Who? Now Passepartout was really out of ideas. The surrounding passengers could not stand to continue watching. I think this old man is playing dumb. He's the only first-class passenger here. He must be the stalker. Let's get a hold of him first. Saying that, the crowd grabbed hold of the old man. At this moment, an idea hit Passepartout. He said quickly, "Wait! 
Didn't the lady say the stalker disappeared in a flash? That proves that the stalker is very nimble. This man is old and doesn't move fast at all, so he can't be the stalker. Huh? The old man isn't the stalker either? You make wrong guesses every time. Are you really good at this? That's right, your reasoning is no good. Don't pretend to be a detective. Passepartout's face turned as red as a beetroot, and he wanted to crawl into a hole. He struggled to calm himself down, turned around, and faced the lady who screamed Stalker. You said the Stalker has been following you for days? The lady started sobbing again when she thought about her experience over the past few days. That's right. Today it was at the dining room. Yesterday morning it was on the deck. And last night it was also on the deck. Dining room, deck, deck. Passepartout touched his chin and began mumbling to himself. He looked around the dining room. Suddenly he saw two familiar figures. Huh? Isn't that Mr. Fogg and Lady Aouda? At this moment, Mr. Fogg and Lady Aouda were sitting at a table by the window, enjoying their breakfast. <gasps> Wait a moment! A light came on in Passepartout's head. This morning, yesterday morning and last night, I remember Mr. Fogg and Lady Aouda appearing at the places and times mentioned by the lady. Can it be that the stalker is stalking Mr. Fogg and not this lady? Passepartout was shocked by his own idea, but he maintained his composure. He had failed in his reasoning twice now. This time, he made up his mind to share his thoughts with the crowd only when he had caught the real stalker. That night, light music played on the deck. Many guests started dancing to the music. Mr. Fogg and Lady Aouda sat in the chairs by the deck's railing. There they enjoyed the pleasantly cool sea breeze as they looked at the huge moon hanging at sea level. <laughs> Stalker, you've caused me great embarrassment today. I need to drag you out of hiding. And if you are after my master, I definitely won't let you off. In order not to be exposed, Passepartout hid in a place nobody would expect. He climbed up the mast, allowing him to look down and see the whole deck from there. After waiting for around ten minutes, sure enough, a furtive figure snuck into a corner of the deck. Then he popped his head out now and then, keeping his eye in the direction of Mr. Fogg and Lady Aouda. You finally appeared! Passepartout slithered down the mast. Even though he was as stout as a bull, he was as agile as a monkey. He scurried over and grabbed hold of that furtive figure. Ha-ha! <laughs> Despicable stalker, you can't escape now! Hey! Who are you? Let go of me! The stalker wriggled his body wildly, but Passepartout held him tightly with his strong arms. He could not free himself. Let me see what you look like! Passepartout turned the stalker around, taking a good look at him in the help of the dim light of the lamps. He was shocked. Why? Why is it you? Who was the stalker? Why was Passepartout shocked? Stay tuned for the next episode.